Welcome to North London's Most Read, Episode 7. On today's episode, we will be discussing Arsenal's 3-1 win against Southampton. That was a that was a mad game. How how did you find it, Jamie? The 100% never lose record in the league is still intact. So <laughs> even though we lost in the FA Cup, you can't win them all. It's all us. We're actually the good luck charms of the century. We should get paid just to like cover games by Arsenal because it's, yeah. so, it's such a good investment. You pay us two crates of beer and... An ice cream lolly, cheap, and we'll cover it. We'll cover the game, and you'll win. It's such a good deal. Well, only in the Premier League, it didn't quite work out for us with the FA Cup. On uh, 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 you on know, Saturday. you can't be a spiritual genius for everything, man. There's limits <laughs> to powers. You got to keep keep it realistic, man. We'll just win the league. It's fine. 100 percent win yeah. rate. Let's let's stop trying shit. Um, <laughs> right. So should we get into right the team lineup before the game? Yeah. yeah. Um, were you surprised with any of the the changes we made? Um, I assume that Tierney is being, well, we're being lied to about how serious it is because he's been out for two games. It wasn't um, even in the squad or the bench or anything. So they said it was just like muscle soreness or like he was being rested for, um, like just being like a rest just in case or whatever before yeah. and now he's not in the squad. So I assume that we've been lied to about that or they've seen something. But then like when we saw that he was playing too many games in a row when we beat Newcastle in the FA Cup, I was thinking... That um, and then so the then the, the game was that he was going to be rested after that, but I'm sure that he was then injured for the game after that and didn't play, and now he hasn't played since, unless I'm getting something wrong. But then it does sound yeah. like we played him too much when we should have just rested him for that game. And obviously he did help us win that game, but it's yeah. just it's it, unfo- if he misses five or six games now, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, so we had um, obviously Cedric starting in Tierney's regular. That being position. said, though, I, w- I don't want to hate on Cedric because I think he yeah. had a fantastic game. Well, yeah, he, he was he was quite poor on the weekend. Um, yeah, but he, you know, he, it's like he was a different player today. Um, well, he wasn't making know, crosses from the last third. He was making crosses from the like the middle third, but they were just perfect still, balls. His distribution on the weekend was pretty poor. He he turned it around. Um, yeah. you know, it's a brilliant brilliant display from him today. Um, I think I was quite surprised to see uh, Pepe start again. I thought Martinelli might get the nod. Um, yeah, they must not trust him with full ninety, or they just don't want to rush him. Yeah, so yeah, when 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 the game started, it was um, it's a bit of a mad start. Cause in the first like forty five fifty seconds, uh, Xhaka played Lacazette through. He had a one on one with the keeper, um, you know, and he he, j- he just didn't have that ice cold finish. I feel like if you had Aubameyang in that position, Aubameyang scores that. You think he finishes? Um, yeah, because even in the reverse fixture when we played um, Southampton at the Emirates, yeah, it was scored. a very similar chance. It was a very it was a one on one. Sort of. I know. Um, wait, which game back- am I thinking of? Which game did I was? I'm sure he scored against Southampton. He did. That's what I said. I said in the reverse fixture at the Emirates, when yeah. he equalised to make it one-one. It was yeah. it was a similar kind of chance. Um, but yeah, you know, like that just didn't doesn't. He, he, there's been a few times. I think um, back to the Liverpool game earlier in the season. He he had that one-on-one as well, and he missed it. I just think mm-hmm. in one-on-one situations, like I said, it's just not the ice cool striker um, for me. Um, so yeah, so you missed it. Well, we didn't miss it. The keeper saved it. Um, basically, a minute or two later, Southampton uh, have got one a corner, um, and they've sprayed the ball to the edge of the box. And Armstrong's just hit it on the on the volley, half volley. I can't remember. Yeah, that's uh, you can have another grovel at our really? set pieces coach now, even though that we still consider no, like the least set I, piece in the league. I, I've I've always you know I've had a problem with attacking wise, uh, defensively, like set pieces. I think we've done pretty well. Um, it was a pretty well worked corner as well from uh, Southampton, um, and it was it was a really good finish. Um, it was a, it was a pretty beautiful goal to watch. Yeah, obviously, I know we conceded it, but um, 
I'm not too mad. There's there's things that you can um, pick up that we could have improved on. I think Pepe's given Armstrong a bit too much space. Um, and, you know, ultimately he's got too much space and he shouldn't be allowed the freedom of the whole edge of the penalty area to score. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It was it was early in the game. Players probably weren't as alert as they should have been. Um, but it happens. But, you know, within five minutes, we, we equalise. Uh, Xhaka again uh, playing a free ball. Uh, Pepe runs onto it. Um, he's been tugged back. He shows a bit of strength, actually, to continue because he easily could have gone down for I'm a penalty. I'm surprised, yeah. And got a penalty. Um, but I think it might be one of the things that's because Pepe is obviously not in the best of form at the moment. He thinks, if I go down, I might not be taking this penalty. If I continue and I shoot, I'm getting a goal here. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's probably one of them things where he kind of he, he wants he wants that goal for himself because who who know you know he he might have been our penalty taker if he'd have gone down. But I'm sure that he must be ahead of lack of taking penalties. But you you never know though because yeah. especially because I think. Like but I said, also, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, he probably sure. thinks that his finishing is good enough that it's yeah. worth and doing. It, that. it was it was a really really good finish. He's kind of shown lack of it. How it's done. I know the keeper isn't quite. It's not quite a one-on-one because the keeper's not come quite as far out of his goal as he could have. Um, but no, it's a really good. Um, it's a good first touch corner. before as well. Hundred percent. And again, it's two balls um, within the first ten minutes that Jacker's played through. He's, you know, he, he had some really good passing today, Jacker, when he's played Pepe through. Um, his passing's never been in question though. Is what you lose when you no, have him he, taking he, too he much seems, time and being an agile. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Well, I think I, I'm going to eat my words a little bit because before the game, um, I wasn't 100. I think Sabas might be out, um, so, but normally I prefer Sabas and Party starting together. But I'll eat my words and say that Jacka um, played a really good game today. Um, he was, he, you know, he was one of our better creative players, and you know, he he done some brilliant free balls in the first 10 minutes of the game, and all, all round, I think he had a really good game. And you know, I'm, when I'm wrong, I'll admit, like. You know, Jack did better than I thought he would today. He's, he's, well, like we said, his distribution when given enough time has never been in doubt. It's just the urgency and the athleticism that comes with it. Yeah. But when I you've got you... someone like Party around you, make that, that buys exactly. him more time, I guess, to shine in his bit, where you've got someone that can just take all the heat off your back and let you play your game at your pace. Well, that's the thing as well with, with Party today. Like, Party, you just saw how how good he was the difference obviously party didn't start on the weekend against southampton um and you know they worlds apart the difference that he made today he was you know he didn't do anything that you looked at and thought oh my god that's absolutely amazing but just consistently like just doing the right thing breaking a down attacks starting our attacks like looking forward not always looking back like he's always he's always on the move he's mobile he's agile he can win a tackle start attacks he's he's got everything that you want in that type of midfielder and he did compliment Jackal really well today um and yeah no fair that i you know i said in the last episode that i'm not huge on Jacker in a two-man midfield but Seems like part is Superman, and he can even make Xhaka work in a two-man midfield. So. And it's not like Southampton have a lax midfield either. They've got Armstrong, who's good. They've got James yeah. Ward-Prowse, who can drop really deep to get it and push up and make. And he's got a good like depth of passing range in his like his back pocket. You know, he he was dropping back at centre back to pick up the ball basically, and then spraying him towards the end of the game. And then you've got people like Diallo in the middle who were still good. Like yeah. I'd never heard of this kid before, but he was good. So we've dominated uh, an above-average Premier League midfield. Not dominated, but we've, yeah. we've well, even with someone like Xhaka, where you're playing a man down, like pressing-wise and agile-wise, we 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 managed to win the battle overall. 
Oh yeah, definitely. The the thing is as well is like, let's not forget that Southampton um, in the first forty minutes or so were the better team. Mm-hmm. They created they had three or four opportunities um, after the Pepe goal, um, pretty good opportunities. And if they taken one of them, could be in a different game. Um, obviously, around the forty minute mark, um, Lacquer's played it through to Saka, and Saka's taken it around the keeper, um, kept his composure, scored with his weak foot. Um, we spoke about it at the time, but... It's I thought that was so impressive. I've never finish. seen such urgency from an Arsenal player, especially a young one. So yep. many people would like wait for it to steady up that extra half second. <laughs> and in that time, either the defender's run backwards, the goal is recovered, or you've made the angle more difficult because the ball is still moving. Um, and he just... That, that, that urgency, that assertiveness, that aggressiveness to just smack it first time, even if it makes it a more difficult shot and then put it away like that is really impressive. But you've got to have that confidence and that killer instinct to even want to go for that straight away. And that that self-awareness to understand where everyone is going to be in relation to you and to know, right, I need to put this in now, even if it is more yep. difficult. And even if I'm going to get shouted at because I miss an open goal because it is a more difficult shot to play when I'm off balance and it hasn't come up for yep. me. And he's, he just killed it off. And that's really good. Well, you know how I feel about Saka. He's, he's by far my favourite player for the club. But... And you know I'm I'm you know I'm about to give him some compliments and stuff. You know how I feel about he him. He deserves them, man. But give him that new hundred k contract, man. <laughs> he needs a ten year contract at the end of the day. <laughs> However, um, he, it's it's not it's not him just taking around the keeper. It's not him scoring with his weaker foot. It's his brain. He's just yeah. got he he can do things quickly with like you know. Well, you know players, he's got like six A star GCSEs. Exactly. Well, I, you know he he's got footballing IQ. He he reads the game. Like he knows, he knows what he's doing when he's got the ball at his feet. And with a player like Pepe, for example, Pepe's, you know, he's a bit, he's a bit of a a rough diamond. Pepe, like, you know, sometimes it'll come off, sometimes it won't. But with Saka, most of the time it does because he's just Pepe's he can decision just making stuff. is yeah. so off. I will say, he he's just, you know, you know how glowing Saka I am makes Saka. the right decision ninety percent of the time at least. Hundred percent, and. He's he's proven it again today. He's he's our most important player. In and my opinion. like sometimes, uh, like it's difficult for us when we get frustrated because we are watching the game from a camera that is you know twenty feet in the air or whatever, and they're on the pitch with their eyeballs there, and so they don't have the same vision as us. Yeah. But it feels like Saka just sees just as much as we do. It's like he's got that knowledge and awareness of where everyone is and what he's supposed to do, even in them split second decisions and playing a pass. He's he understands it on a level that most people don't. He can, and the thing that's most impressive about me, and I think he's improved this a lot over the last year or so, is he keeps the ball so well. Yeah. When how many times, like if he'll either take it past the player or a player will bring him down. There's not many times that Saka will run at a player and he won't, you know, he won't get a good outcome out of it. He protects the ball and he runs with it so well. And he's not the quickest player in the world. He's not, you know, he's not as quick as someone like Pepe. But he he guards the ball so well and he he runs and carries the ball so well. And always, always seems to make the right decision. Pepe must be like three inches taller than him, but it feels like yeah. Saka is notably stronger than Pepe. And he doesn't look that strong, but he must... I'm not sure if he's just naturally stronger if he's bolts up in the last year, Saka, but he holds defenders off really well. He's got good, really good centre of gravity as well. It's sometimes... I'm not, Saka's not you know, notoriously short or anything like that, but players that are a bit smaller... Um, you know, players like Ed- Ezen Hazard, Messi, you know, I'm not trying to compare him to Saka yet, but 
they have that center of gravity and they can they carry the ball yeah, so the much better than other players. Because like, they can switch directions. Like, how many times do you see Saka going one way and then he goes the other way? Mm-hmm. But he keeps the ball under control the whole time. That's the big difference between someone like Saka and Pepe. And I've got to compare them because they are they are the you know the two out and out wingers in the team. And you've you, you've you know you've got to compare like how they do. And you know today he he was he. Obviously, going to assist later on. We'll go into that a bit later, but you know, for me, man of the match for sure. Yeah, I was saying to you before that I think Cedric should also be considered for it, but um, now I've sort of dwelled on it and marinated the, my thoughts. I think it has to be Saka for getting, you know, so many goal contributions. Even if Cedric was in like the beginning of all of those moves and making stuff happen, um, yeah, Saka is a is a worthy man of the match. I don't want to just hang Pepe out as a dry though because he did score and it was a fantastic uh, touch and shot that he did take and I was impressed with that um, and then there's also times where he's doing great he did a few great dribbles where he'd take it past two or three or even four people at one point and then win the foul but yeah. apart from that not only is his decision making and sort of on the pitch IQ not great at times but it feels like he's sort of half-heartedly pressing a lot and you don't feel like he's ever actually, if he runs towards someone who's holding the ball, if he's actually going to make the tackle or to sort of stop, stand near him and wait for him to release the ball so then he can jog after the next player. He doesn't feel like he's really defensively trying as hard as he I could. Think, I think Pepe is, especially in today's game for what I saw, I think, I think he is getting better at pressing. Um, I saw a few times him run after players and, you know, and attempt tackles and stuff like that, stuff we would probably wouldn't have seen earlier on this season or, you know, last season under Arteta. Um, I think he has has improved um, his defensive side of the game. I, you know, he, I don't think he's quite at the level of like an, a Lacazette and Martinelli. Um, you know, who proper hound defenders for the ball. Um, I do think you know that. Give him credit. I do think he has um, has improved. Um, I mean, it's it's funny because last last time we did this, he didn't get a goal or an assist, and we were praising him, and now he's got a goal, and I feel like. I, I don't want to praise him too much because it, every time he gets the ball, I feel like he's going to get tackled. And when you lose the yep. ball in position like the midfield, you turn it over and you, like, you're like you out of position pressing-wise and they've got an opportunity to really counter on you. That could be worth you know one-tenth of a goal every time he does that. So even if he does do something really good and finish something off occasionally, mm-hmm. if he loses the ball for five or six times, that could be worth half a goal's worth of lost you know, 100%. total attacks. And that is a big risk. That's a liability. And so he just needs to pass it quicker. He needs to not get yeah. into the stage where he's surrounded by three defenders and he's got no one to pass to. He just feels like he's going to get tackled all the time. I don't feel confidence when Pepe gets possession in any kind of pressured area. Yeah. Well, I said to you, I said to you earlier, didn't I? I said he's the most technically non-technical uh, non player you've ever <laughs> seen. It. I Most thought that was a great line. non-technical player I've ever seen. Well, you know, he is because he, he is the kind of player that can dribble past two or three people and then he'll he'll kind of trip over himself as he's running through. Um, I think, it's, you know, it's it, it's good to be positive about Pepe. He got a goal. Um, you know, no matter what you say about him, he does, you know, one in two games-ish gets a goal contribution um, if he starts, you know. See, so he can he can get involved with the goals, and you know he he can be frustrating for 85, 90 minutes, but he will do that one 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 minute of genius occasionally. Um, so I think it's it is at this stage. Uh, there's a lot of games left in the season. It's worth um, persisting with him. Um, I don't know how long Abamian's going to be out. Obviously, he's got uh, a few 
things happening with his family, wish him all the best. Um, but, you know, it's it's given Pepe the opportunity because Pepe probably doesn't start today if it's not for that. And it's obviously not, not to say that Pepe's, you know, you know, it's, it's a good thing for Pepe because obviously he probably wouldn't want that for Aubameyang, obviously being a teammate of his. But, you know, it's it's, it's a new horizon for him and hopefully he can kick on. And I, 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 said, I said to you uh, before, uh, like a few weeks ago, I think Pepe needs five to ten starts um, consistently for us to see what he can really do. And if if we give him five to ten more starts and he doesn't he doesn't cut it, then I think we can cut our losses in the summer. But it's always going to be what if if we don't if we don't give him the consistent yeah consistent starts. You want the uh, you want it to be settled in your mind that there's not going to be this world class player yeah, that we've got rid of, so you don't have like buyer's remorse in there. And I get that. I get that. There is the the unknown when you don't know stuff for sure but that unknown also makes him more valuable because then they might think that they could have a world-class player rather than knowing pretty guarantee that they don't unless he wants to go back to france and do it there again um at the level of french football i still think that it's a confidence thing i think he has the skills to do it he's just it's a mindset thing it's a he seems confident enough when he's on the ball, but he sort of yeah. feels like he's sort of playing just to do enough that people will stop looking at him mm-hmm. with sort of accusing eyes. It doesn't feel like he's settled into his, like, I'm here, nothing matters except for me doing what I want to do, and then you could start really doing damage. It feels like, yeah. he do- it doesn't feel like it's settled for him. It doesn't. He doesn't play like someone uninhibited by what's going on around them. And that's yeah. unfortunate because he's a world-class player in France. Yeah, no, and he was, but you know the league, Liga, or League One, whatever you call it, like Liga they, Liga, uh, yeah, Liga. They don't um, obviously. There's there's different levels to Liga and the Premier League. Um, but I, I think one thing that did help, and not necessarily just Pepe today, but I think the way that Southampton set up so that we can counter them, I think really helps us because. I think our play, most of our players are most effective, well, especially our attacking players in um, transitions, and especially Pepe and players like Saka. If they've if they've got space to run into, it's it's going to help with our attack. Um, I think if if you know if, if we've got seventy percent possession today, I don't think we score three goals. Really, you think it's because. We were allowed to counter the. What well, I happened. think the thing, that, and you know, it's a small sample size, but since we've come back into form, I think a lot of our, you know, it, it's it's hard to say, but I, I I do think that the transitions today, like I think if we're if we're more possession based and we had seventy percent of possession, um, I I don't think we score three goals today personally because I think we we find it harder to break teams down. Um, you know, you know when we uh, we go on about it all the time—the slow build-ups, the passes yeah, around from the yeah. back. I think what happened for us good today is that we we had a lot more energy today, and we were pressing a lot better from the front. We had Lacazette leading it, yeah. Um, and even with players like Pepe and Saka, I think because Saka again, he's not the—I he, still don't look at him and think he's as good a presser as Martinelli or Lacazette, for example. But we won the ball high up, and Partey was a big reason for that. I was going to say, won- don't you think it's more just Partey being there and also us being willing to play more long balls yeah. from Cedric? Yeah, but I, I think that compared to the weekend's game, we 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 won possession so much higher up the pitch, and then we can transition and we counted on them. And I think 
that helped us a lot today. I don't think that quite happens when we're at the Emirates. Because I think the la one of the last games I remember at the Emirates is the 0-0 against Crystal Palace. And I feel like we didn't really create much. Because when, we've, when we're the possession-based team, I don't think we have enough... We get enough space to kind of exploit like we did today. Yeah. So, so you think it was a curse that Crystal Palace set sat back so much that we were well, stuck playing lackluster slow yeah. possession based play well, I think Crystal Palace are always going to do that because you know I don't want to talk too much about the game we've already covered it but they are a counter attacking team and we're, we're not going to play counter attack against Crystal Palace at Emirates are we like let, let's let's be real um, well, I th yeah I think the way Southampton today set up and suited us and I think they are they were tired today but you know it's worth remembering that this Southampton team did beat the champions Liverpool 1-0 at, at St Mary's, they're not, they're not a bad team. They're, um, they're only underneath us in the league now because they played less games. They'll probably go, you know, above yeah, us. But, you know, they're a, they're a good team, good energy, good. You, you can see how good a team they were when they beat us at the weekend. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not any mugs. At the end of the day, no, they've got some, they've got some very, very good players. I was about to say world class. I think they've got one world class player, but you don't rate him, so. No, 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 it's, it's not that way. I, I just think, looking at Danny Ings, I think he had a very good season last season. Um, you know, he got quite a few goals. I can't remember specifically how many it was. I think, I think he got the 18. most goals if it wasn't if you don't count Premier uh, uh, penalty. Yeah. I think it was 22. No, brilliant, brilliant return. I just, no, what, what I was already saying to you is that um, when I text you about Danny Ings is that in this game and the game on the weekend, our defenders just looked like they cope with him. I, did, I didn't see any, he didn't, I don't remember you seeing many times past where them I was in scared. the penalty box. But again, no end product. Didn't do anything with it. Oh, but the thing is, Ings has end like, products. If anything, he has end products. No, he, no, no. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I, in general, yes. But I'm saying in these last two games, he didn't scare me like at all. Not once. I can't remember. He but, didn't um, seem. To be I was honest, ask you as well. It, it so seemed like obviously later in the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. As, as I was saying before, he's in his last two games. He just, you know, there nothing he did that kind of scared me. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think in general he's a good Premier League striker. Um, the thing is about Danny Ings is he can score half chances better than anyone I can think of. He can turn half chances into goals. Um, so he's the type of person that we don't want to play with. I don't want to play against at all because he can just do weird magical things every now and then that just don't like they should go in that often, but then seem to go on weirdly often with him. But he didn't yeah. manage to do that against us uh, today or. Uh, before and I'm, I've never seen him and I don't know why you'd sub off your best player but he got subbed off so they clearly didn't think that he was going to be a threat throughout the game it looked like Shea Adams looked like more of a threat he almost yeah. scored from that defensive lapse that David Luiz had that I think we should talk about I actually yeah. that reminds me we didn't shout out Rob Holding as one of the top performers of the day and I think actually he does deserve a mention um, he wasn't oh, yeah, worked was... massively hard but you know good block to get back and cover for Luiz's for mistake sure. and you know another commanding centre-back performance yeah, I was going to mention him a bit later because he's in my uh, player ratings for this ga uh, today's game. Um, yeah, he he had a really, really solid game. Um, yeah, just before the Louise mistake, I just want to... Because I think that was a bit later in the game. I was just going to cover the the third goal that we scored cool. quickly. So, obviously, Cedric's just sprayed a diagonal ball. And like, like you were saying earlier, it was... It was a, you know, he whipped in some really nice passes today. And especially from deep to cut across... And spray a diagonal ball across the Saka, and Saka's again. He's 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 got the composure. He knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't take too many touches. He just plays it on his right foot, his weak foot into the box, 
and Lacazette's got to happen. You know, I thought Lacazette was going to miss it at one point, but you know, he got it across the line. I think he hurt himself a little bit in the yeah. in the kind of you know the movement to score. But again, you know, Lacazette's got his goal. Um, I you know he was he was one of the players where he was on a bit on uh, you know on the periphery. He wasn't really involved too much. Um, but you know, your striker scored a goal away from home. You can't you can't really hate on him for that. I think he worked hard all game as well. I think it was a good position to get yeah. into the box. He's been shouting at the teammates for not getting it to him enough earlier. Um, but he yeah. managed to you know put that one in. So good for him. Hundred percent. Yeah, going going back to that um, David Luiz mistake. Um, I think it's a weird one. I don't want to be too harsh on David Luiz because I think he had, I think he had a solid game. Like if you can keep, especially at the moment, uh, Shea Adams and Ings relatively quiet. I f- I don't feel like you can hate on him too much. He had that lapse towards the end of the game where. Um, and then he's kind of done something a bit weird in midfield. Yeah, I, I would. I think it, we we need to. Talk, it's not just Luis because he's not no. prepared for that thinking that El Nenny is going to go for that. But then yeah, El Nenny no. decides that he's going to what fake it or miss it. I don't know I what he's doing. Luis was. I think initially Luis is is quite surprised about what what El Nenny's done because it's a bit of a weird bit of play. Um, he's obviously then, you know, he's been caught lacking a little bit, and he's he's trying to make up for it, and then it kind of it fizzles out, and then. He does that thing where the striker's going for it and then he kind of goes to kick it, then doesn't kick it, and then it turns into a bit of a we're lucky Leno's there to pounce on it. Because, um, you know, if Leno's not as quick thinking, um, then, you know, that's a that's a goal for Southampton. And then the last five five or so minutes get a bit uh, a bit touchy. Um, yeah, no, that, that's the worst time. To, it was like the 83rd yeah. or something. something that's the exact that, time yeah. where you reinvigorate them when they've got to get one more and you know that that's going to stress out our defence. It's going to be away a from home one. as well, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it would have been worse with fans in the stadium because obviously then they'd, they'd get, you know, really encouraged. And yeah. But, you know, you know, that's a long way away. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think to dwell on it too much. I think if it was a, if it was a goal, then you can worry about it. There was another thing that, worried me a little bit at the end of the game but people won't, probably won't notice it as much but it was when Xhaka brought down one of the uh, Southampton players on the edge of the box and we were talking about how good um, James Ross-Prowse is at free kicks yeah he brought down like the worst player on their team the young kid it was like what's the point yeah. he's not going to bang it was just, one in it was a class, classic clumsy Xhaka um, tackle and it it just I was worried at the time. I was like, if this goes in again, you know, their backs yeah, are going to be yeah, up and yeah. they might have a chance. But obviously Leno's made a good save and Leno had a really good game, actually, I think. They must have been instructed, especially for this game, do not make fouls on the edge of the box because it's worth much more than average for the opposition when you've got, you know, the best free-kick taker in the yeah. league in their squad. So that was stupid, especially taking down... He's had number 65, I've never heard of him. I presume he's like a 17 or 18-year-old coming yeah, off the bench. Academy kid so yeah. this guy has not got the threat of a Danny Ings. Why are you bringing this kid down? He's not going to do as much. It's probably, it's, you know, it's pro- it's a tired Jack tackle. Um, you know, he didn't do much wrong today. So again, with like Louise, there's no point hate on him. Like, unnecessary. Obviously, if it goes in, it's, it's different. You know, you can we'll moan a little bit more, but... Um, in general, yeah, no, there was a few sloppy bits of play, but at the end of the day, we won three-one away from home. 
um, yeah, given our yeah, form this enough, season. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they're the if they're the two things we're we're a bit worried about at the end of the game, then I think that speaks volumes from compared to earlier in the season. Yeah, a bit worried about Smith Rowe though. I doubt it's serious because he didn't immediately call the physio. Yeah. over. I think it's just a tightness of think. muscles and stuff. Maybe yeah. it was just cramp. Who knows? But um, I don't know what that means for if Odegaard starts against Man U because I want to play with a ten that isn't Willian. Yeah, I, I, I still. You know, we'll have to check in the next uh, few hours or to potentially tomorrow or in the next few days uh, whether how serious it is. Um, it didn't concern me too much because a lot of the time when a player goes off, uh, when they're subbed off for like a knock or an injury and stuff like that, I do watch the player walk off the pitch. Yeah, And, and he Smith, didn't seem urgent didn't to see- get the physio over when he was on the pitch. He didn't seem distraught either. A lot of players, if they know that something's gone or they're injured and they're not going to feature... For a few, you know, a few games or something like that, you can yeah. normally see that they're quite upset. And he seemed quite chilled. He, you know, he, he walked off the pitch. He walked up into the stands. Um, I feel like if it was anything a little bit more serious, then maybe he walks straight down the tunnel um, and they assess it straight away. I think they're probably at that point they probably just were thinking a bit about the Man United game and thinking, let's, you know, let's let's give Willie, let's sub Willie on. Um, and you know, give him give him a bit of time. Yeah, that's fair enough. I um I feel like the players know when you get like yeah. you go down if it's bad or not. And um he didn't seem to have massive. He didn't wave the physio straight on. Um no. he was pretty calm and collected. He had so much time that Pepe was able to get yellow carded it for was, walking so, off slowly. So random, and I, th- I think <laughs> as well. Like I I don't know if you felt this as well, but when that happened, I feel like especially when Pepe ended up not getting carded. I feel like no, he did get carded. No, no, sorry, sorry. When Pepe did end up getting carded, yeah, not getting subbed. Yeah, apologize. He, I feel like the ref kind of should should have, you know, you know when they do that thing where they, when it goes to VAR and they've issued a yellow card and they (laughs) they wipe it away and they issue the red. I feel like he should have done one of the things. I don't think you can use the VAR for yellows. That'd have been good better though. He should have wiped away his yellow card. I wanted because I saw Pepe walk back onto the pitch, and I was like, please, Pepe, go up to the ref and tell him. Fucking take away that yellow card, but no, it would have been great if he got sent off of a second yellow for walking off slowly the second <laughs> time. <laughs> well, when you watched him walk off the second time, he, he was looked so really close confused, to play, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was just he was absolutely strolling. I thought um, he was just going to have a chat with William on the side of it for a second. Yeah, it it was it was it was quite bizarre. Um, you know what we want? We should do. I've just had this idea. It's not that related to to Arsenal. It's more football in general. The government are saying they're going to vaccine 15 million people by the mid-February. So that's most of the um, old people, right? Elderly, and, the, yeah. and the key workers in that. They should just stick stadiums full of like pensioners and let them chant. <laughs> Get the proper Arsenal chants in, loud. All the pensioners can have proper speakers yeah. or them, them speech, what are they called? The things that magnify your voice. Yeah. And let's have it. Let's get some fans back in, even if they're they've got free limbs What's, in the grave. I'm 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 confused what you're talking about pensions and stadiums and shit. But you know, um, well, if you've been vaccinated some... and you're allowed to go out again, if you're an, if you're an old person that's got the vaccination, get all the ninety year olds in the Emirates. Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, I don't want to go into the vaccine too much, but it doesn't stop you getting COVID again. But anyway, we'll uh we'll divulge. Um, well, one thing I wanted to go through was the um. <laughs> Sorry, that's just giving me a really uh, good vision of old people. In, yeah, let's get them in, bro. Chart. I want to see them go mental. Um, well, 
you can have the key workers roll and roll the wheelchairs in who have been vaccinated, <laughs> or the NHS nurses can wheel them in and go for a pint, and then they yeah. can, you know, cheer that'd on. Be a, that'd be a good sight, you know. Wait, so <laughs> one thing I want to go into um, is the player ratings today because we don't normally do player ratings, and on. I think in today's game it was a strong away win, and I think it's it's worthy of doing them. Um, All right, Leno. Yeah, so for Leno, I've got an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a solid game. I don't think he did anything outrageously spectacular. Um, I think he made a few good saves. You know, there was none that were, like, absolutely world-class. Um, I don't think there was much he could have done about the first goal. Um, it was a good finish by Armstrong. Um, I think he was solid, and I think he has, especially over the last five or six games, I think he's improved I know he's always been quite consistent and a good player, but I think he's he's up the levels a little bit in the last few games. I feel like I think he's been he really needs solid. to do more than that to get an eight, though. Like an eight is like a really good game to me. But he was really, I, th- yeah, you know, it it could it could have been a seven and a half or, but I think eight. I think he he did. I think he deserves an eight personally. And I feel like you know seven or like if there was like a an in between a six point yeah. five and a seven like a six point seven five. Nah, he did better than he was definitely above. He was a seven or above a hundred percent. But I, you know I've gone for eight. I think Elena had a solid game, but all you right, know it's, all, it's all opinions. Um, so Bellerin, I've got seven. Um, really? Well, he didn't offer too much going forward, but defensively he was he was solid. I I didn't. Sometimes when Bellerin plays, I'm a bit worried defensively with him. Um, you know, he's not the most creative um, player. He's more of a runner with the ball. He normally creates stuff by running. Um, you know, he doesn't get many assists um, from crosses and stuff like that. Um, but I think seven, because I think he was solid and I, I just, I wasn't worried. I think when you, you know, when Southampton have only scored one goal and it's come from a set piece, I think you can kind of give your, give your defenders some good, good ratings because they, they dealt with it what was in front of them. And there's some good players in the Southampton team, like some dangerous players. You've got Ings, you've got Adams, you've got Walcott. Like they're not easy players. They're tricky, tricky and, you know, quick players. So I, I would give him a seven. You know, um, like that Bellerin is one of my favourite players in a long, long, long time. One of my favourite yeah. players. I really, really like Bellerin. But I don't think that today he gets, I think he gets a five, maybe a six nah, if he's stretching. Harsh, man. He's, he didn't <laughs> offer much going forward. Um, and I don't think that he was spectacularly solid. And I don't want to like just rinse him because he's yeah. one of my favourite players, if not my favourite player. Um, yeah, it's all opinion. But he, I think he was our him and Louise um, were not on the level of Cedric and Holding today. Yeah, yeah, that that factors into my rating. So on on my next one, I've got David Louise. I've given him a seven as well. Um, I think he dealt with um, Southampton attacking. If Louise has that same. Same game, and we lose three one. He gets a three, so I don't know why you've given him a seven just because we've won. No, I I think if you watch the game, Louise actually had a really solid game. Um, I think he dealt with Ings and Adams. I don't see how you could have said he was a three because he. Right, I'm exaggerating. He, he gets solid. a four or a five if he has no. the game and we lose. But we didn't lose. That's the main thing. They didn't create many, you know, guilt edge chances. And Louise, I think Louise deserves a seven. I think he was solid. Um. He gets a five for me. Okay, that's fine. Because you almost think you're a hater, but it's fine. I, I really like um, David Luiz. I know it's, not un- it's unpopular because he gets a lot of <laughs> stick as well, but I really like him. I think he's got a good personality and he's a great mentor for the younger guys. Yeah. Um, so, but he didn't have a good game. 
Nah, I disagree. He had a good game. He made one mistake. I don't think he should be judged for the whole of his one mistake. It only took a goal in the end. Anyway, um, I've got Holden next. So I've given Holden an eight. I think Holden was our best defensive defender today. Um, he was solid throughout. Um, he was switched on. Sometimes he can be a bit slow getting out to players and stuff like that. But today, I think he was really solid. I don't. I don't recall him making one mistake. Um, the passing from the back, because um, he obviously did feature on Saturday, and his passing from the back today was a lot, a lot better. Um, he's improved. I, I've given him an eight, because um, the few times when Southampton did look like they might score, there was a, normally a last-ditch block or tackle um, from Holden. Um, and I think without him, you know, Southampton could have scored again at least. Um, I was very pleased with Holden. I give him a 7.5. Sure. Um, brings me on to our left back so Cedric, Cedric. Um, I've given him an 8 as well as holding um, I think he he as uh, as well with holding he had a dramatically different game today um, it's weird the difference that 3 or 4 days make and it, it was with Arteta as well Like Arte, I, I said to you um, in the last podcast that um, you know Arteta's got 3 or 4 days to turn it around and he did that today and, and, and credit um but yeah, going back to Cedric, I think he his distribution was very good. Um, he was solid defensively. There wasn't really any that he didn't really have any weaknesses today. Um, I, you know, I haven't got more else to say. It was solid and yeah. he was creative. I give him an eight point five. I think I factor also in that he's not playing in his favour position, so I look even more kindly yeah. on it. Um, I thought his distribution, not necessarily from like the wing positions running up, but sort of being in the midfield on your right foot, cutting in in the middle of the pot and putting them out. Couldn't have asked for any more. Fantastic. Um, you know, with Tierney being so important to us, I didn't feel like we were massively robbed of a Tierney performance with Cedric, and that's yeah. a big compliment. Yeah. No, it's no, disappointing no. he doesn't have a cooler name for a Portuguese person. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Imagine name, you go so. like, oh, I've got this new Portuguese yeah, partner. Suarez, oh, what's it? his name? Oh, Ferreira de whatever. No, he's called Cedric, mate. Oh, yeah, Cedric Suarez. It sounds it sounds a bit more Portuguese then. <laughs> just Cedric. Um, right. Uh, so next, I've got Xhaka. I've given Xhaka a seven point five. Um, yeah. There's a few reasons. Um, he got the assist for the Pepe goal. Um, I think he was bright with his passing. Um, wasn't his his usual cl- clumsy self. Um, he was very composed. Um, had a good partner with partnership with Partey today. Um, and he was just all round solid. Um, I think factoring in that he did some really nice fruit balls, that's why he's gone up to seven and a half. Uh, without the fruit balls, probably a six and a half, seven. But I think you know he's he's done a, a good assist today, um, and it it got us it got us back into the game. It was it was probably one of, it was the most important assist of the game, basically, because if if you know if, if we don't get back into that game quickly, that can slowly fade away from us. That game. Yeah, solid seven, seven point five. I'm fine with that rating. Not not mad at. Yeah. So next we've got um, his midfield partner, so Partey, uh, Thomas Partey. Um, I've given him an eight. Um, there is there is a big reason, because I think when you look at the goal contributions, um, Xhaka was probably a little bit more creative, um, but I think Partey uh, was the glue in the midfield, and I think he kept it all together. I think he was the main difference uh, from Saturday in our midfield. Um, he stifled attacks. Um, he was pressing. He was creating attacks. You know, he didn't do anything outrageous, but he kept it calm and composed. And I don't really think 
he made, I can't remember seeing one mistake he made today. He was all round solid. Um, and he's going to be a big, big player for us if, as long as he stays fit. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him really integrate himself in part of the squad um, and start the next, hopefully, 5, 10, 15, 20 games to see what he can really do. Yeah, I think that um, you don't get an eight for not doing more than what he did. I think he did well, but I don't think you could be handing out eights for that. It was. I'm very happy that he played. I think he was good, but again, I give him a seven or 7.5. It's the same as Xhaka because Xhaka got an assist that bumps up your ratings. He didn't, um, but he gets that without the actual stats to go with it assist-wise. Very obviously played better than Xhaka, but I don't think... Uh, I think if he'd got the assist that Xhaka got, he goes to an A, but yeah. Yeah, no, you know, it's, it's a sort of opinion and they play ratings. Um, so Smith-Rowe um, obviously didn't complete the whole 90 minutes. Um, but I think he came off in about the 70th minute or so. Um, I've given him a 7. Um, yeah, I agree. I think he was productive um i think he was energetic um you know again he 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 didn't do anything too world class um but you know he was he was pressing he was playing some tidy passes his link up play was good um and again he he's shown he's shown what he can do yeah i agree seven we should buried um, that chance but it was tricky yeah you know that there's not too much more else to say with with his game um I've gone for uh, Pepe next. Yep. I've given him a seven and a half. Um, without the goal, I think you could quite easily drop him down to a six and six yep. and a half. Yep. Um, but like, um, similar to what I said with Xhaka, if he doesn't put that away, it can be a very different game. Yeah. I think, again, I think it's the most important goal of the game. I think he 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 made a good run. Xhaka found him. Um, he holds off the defender really well and he slots it away brilliantly. Um you know, there's there's he there's a lot of improvements he can make on his game. Um but today I think, you know, he it was one of his better games for Arsenal. Um and just hope he kicks on from that. So I you know, seven and a half, um could go down to seven, you know, but I'd I you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because yeah, he scored. I'll go I'm, seven and a half. I'm not mad at any of that. I would probably go for the seven because I felt like apart from the goal, um he lost the ball a few times and that can you know, sometimes lead to you loot like conceding a goal yeah. that should be an attack at their end instead. So I'll go with a seven. But you know, he had the end products, and you know your stats do get padded and your ratings get padded by what you managed to do with the end products, and he did that. Hundred um, percent. So next, I've got Lacazette. Um, I've given Lacazette a seven and a half as well. Um, okay. I was I was kind of on the edge of an eight. I was going to give him an eight. Yeah. I was gone. I've gone with a seven and a half purely because. He missed the one on one, which could have been very costly. Um, I think if he didn't miss the one on one, I probably would have given him an eight. There's always just a doubt in my mind that I just want Lacazette to just be a killer in front of goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's very technically gifted, and I feel like a player of his ability should have scored that um, in the one on one situation. But um, he's never been that good in one on ones. I can name a bunch of important ones. No, no, no. I, know, I didn't say he's good in one on ones. I said someone of his technical. No, I know it's disappointing. That, yeah. I'm not saying anything gets your point. It's just disappointing that someone who has shown that he can bang them in from outside the box and whatever yeah. can't put it away one on one. Yeah, he 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 just he he does seem to lack, um, you know, killer instincts. I because he's got good con- composure normally. That's the problem. Um, uh, yeah, I. It, you know, I, I think he, he had a good game. He pressed from the front. He led yep. from the front. 
uh, he got involved. You know, Lacazette's never a player that doesn't try. You know, he's always he's, he's always trying to pre- press keepers, press defenders. He's always getting involved. He's never someone that you stand see there standing on with hands on his hips. Um, he is our best pressing forward, I've, I think. Um, and he, d- he does lead from the front. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, he could have had a, a few more chances today. He didn't get too much service, in fairness to him. Um, he had, I can only think of, you know, that one-on-one and his, um, his tapping uh, yeah. at the back post. I can't really think of many other kind of chances he had. Um, yeah, I give him So there eight. wasn't too much to judge him on, apart from obviously his off-the-ball work weight. I think yeah, he... Yeah, obviously um, he got a goal, yeah. Yeah, I think he linked well with the other forward players. He's, he was dropping back when he needed to to put like one-touch plays and move quickly. I think his movement was good. I think he put people under pressure. Um, and he got yeah. his goal as well, which obviously inflates his rating. 100%. So, as I said earlier, um, last player, Saka... Um, for me, man of the match, um, yeah. I was, you know, probably just me being a bit extra happy because we we won three one, um, and I was you know happy about the result. I was going to give Saka a nine, um, but on second thoughts, I've just changed it to an eight and a half. Um, scores, he scored a brilliant goal um, and got himself uh, a really good assist. Both of them with his weaker foot, might I add. So, you know, he's not, he's not just a left foot player. He's really his right foot seems to have gone on leaps and bounds um, um, from from last season because I I do think he did cut inside a lot more um, at all just mainly focus on his left foot a lot more last season I think he's really incorporating his right foot this season um, yeah and there's not much I'll say he got a goal and assist um, he was involved in quite a lot um, the reason why I didn't kind of go for a nine or anything kind of higher is he, he had you know he contributed to the goal and the assist but he he didn't really you know, not all of the attacks were starting from him like they normally do. Um, I can't think of too many kind of chances he created. I think there's one or two, but nothing um, too outrageous. But you know, as I said before, he's he's my favourite player. He's a, he's a little gem. Give him a ten-year contract. Um, he he's going to be world class. I've got no 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 doubts about that. He needs to he needs to start for England in the Euros. Um, if Southgate's got a brain, he's got to start him, and he's got to start him in right wing where he's playing at the moment I don't care who else people think should start their sack or should be starting right wing for England um, he's just he's just brilliant yeah I give him a 9 I think if you get a goal in the assist you get a 9 and it was a good performance it's not like Pepe where you know you get a goal but you don't do much yeah. else he was right in there he was really doing stuff he was defensively good um, that's a 9 out of 10 performance to me yeah I, yeah no that's what as I said earlier, I did originally give him a nine. I've gone down to an eight and a half, but you know, it, it, it's either way. It doesn't matter all that much. Um, Still the best de- player on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. I decided against um, you know doing player ratings for like Willian and Elneny because they only came on for the last fifteen or twenty, and they you know they didn't really do anything. Um, yeah, I don't think Willock touched the ball. And exactly, Willock came on the last five or so, um, or maybe even later. But yeah, so there's no no point kind of going into them because they'd just be fives and sixes because there's nothing they really did. Um, but yeah, no. The one thing I was going to add just before we move on, I was I was a bit um, I was a bit taken aback the fact that Martinelli was going to come on, and then they just thought, oh no, Smith Rose injured. Let's bring Willian on. Um, it's because he's not a ten. Yeah, but I think you can move Saka into the ten and put Martinelli on the wing, put Pepe on the right, Martinelli on the left, put Saka in the ten, and I think that offers you more than what Willian would have come on for the last twenty minutes. Um, 
Yeah, but you really want to make it mad complex when you just want to shield a two-goal lead like that. I think you just stick it to what they know. Not that I'm a William fan, I'm really not. I'd have rather seen Martinelli, but that's getting very complex and trying to play 4D chess when you just need to play like simple, simple stuff to get that It was 2-1 at the time, though. We've got to remember. Oh, was it before the it, We scored. We basically scored... Um, I thought that was afterwards. No, no, we scored about a minute after William came okay, on. Okay, okay. Because William was a tiny bit involved in the goal. Cause, but you know Cedric's, uh, Cedric Suarez's uh, diagonal ball? Mm-hmm. That comes from William playing it back to Suarez. Oh, yeah, pinged it in he quite does, fast. he does. You're right, you're right. Um, Still, though, I don't think you ever want to get too mental when you've got a win to shield I don't think that if you can yeah. you, you can play ABC formations when you just want to hold out a win that's when you bring on people like El Nenny that can close out a game well that's um, the, you, you don't know, need that... to go mental with putting people in 10s that haven't played 10 in the Premier League before when you're 2-1 because how stupid does he look afterwards if they don't win that game He'll get, and he he's obviously cares about what they say at the press conferences I don't think he would have looked stupid for bringing on Martinelli instead of William personally. But no, know, but to start, I get... you're saying put Saka at a ten, which is your like fair enough. If you think that's going to work, I'm not have nothing against that. Mm. But to do that when um, you know you're two one up and you just want to sit back and like press True, for the win. True, but they, you know, all our forward players are interchanging. Like it's not like they're sick, uh, strictly set in their positions. Like sometimes Saka will pop up on the left today sometimes Lacazette was on the right sometimes Pepe was on the right do you know what I mean mm-hmm. they were, and sometimes Pepe was down the middle Saka was down the middle do you know what I mean it's it's not it's not like they're you know they're given strict strict instructions you have to stay here you have to stay there you know I I, I even I'd have preferred to see Willock on instead of William as well but you know there, there's no point going into it too much we won the game uh, I'm not going to hate on William anymore um, I don't want even to hate on him today because we've won 3-1 so there's no point just bringing him up but um, no, you know, it's what it is. It's a good win. We've still got our one hundred percent not losing yeah. in the league rate, so I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask uh, one more thing. Um, so obviously, Odegaard's. I'm probably gonna I'll butcher that pronunciation. Just say Odegaard. I don't know how you Odegaard, say it. Odegaard. I'm gonna call it Odegaard. Um, he's. You know, they haven't officially confirmed it, but, you know, it'd be absolutely ridiculous if he didn't sign for us Yeah, now. the deal's done. The, the um, paperwork's signed. Yeah, so they're probably going to announce him tomorrow, I'd imagine. It's way too late now, um, tonight. I was just going to ask you, because, um, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, comments and stuff around this, um, and it's whether you think that Smith-Rowe and Odegaard can play in the same team. Um, um, they, perhaps other. they could, but you'd have to lose Saka to do so, and I'm not yeah. willing to do that. They may play together once or twice, but as two starters, I don't think so. Do it think, has to be one or the other at 10, and then Saka at right wing. Do you think either of them um, can operate kind of with Partey in, in the centre of the midfield, or do you think that's that's not a possibility? What, as uh, an 8? Yeah, I, th- I, I don't think... Odegaard's strictly a ten because I know I know he can play on the right wing as well, and I don't I don't think he's always played um, like as a cam or a ten um, for teams he's played for. I think sometimes he has been uh, more more of an eight sometimes, not always, but I think he can operate there. From what I've, from I don't want to get into stuff that I don't know enough about. I am, yeah, no, that's fair. I'm sure we'll see. I know he can play on the right and he can play as a ten. I don't know about him playing deeper. I'm actually very happy if. This continues up with Xhaka and yeah. um, Partey. We'll see if Ceballos can perform a similar function, but perhaps he's more similar to Partey than Xhaka and that they balance each other out well. Um, so I'm happy to see Smith-Rowe and, and Odegaard sort of rotate. 
Um, yeah. Especially if Smith-Rowe is going to be injured for a couple of weeks and doesn't want to like get overplayed and get jaded and start picking up like little injuries every week and whatever. Yeah. So, And we're pretty stacked at right wing anyway, so I don't think there's a need to relegate the next fourth choice to fifth choice or no, whatever because you've got so many right wingers now. Even if Nelson goes out alone and you know yeah. William never plays again, which he will, We've still got enough with Pepe and Saka and everyone else, so I don't think there's a huge rush to get him in at the right wing. I think he's been signed to play as a ten and rotate with Smith Rowe, yeah, and that's, that's what he'll do. I'm sure they could no, play together, uh, but deeper, I don't know enough to comment, and I don't think he needs to play yeah. on the right. Yeah, I think you you know you've summed that up quite well. Um, how do you what do you who do you see um, starting against Man United? Well, if Smith Rowe's been taken off, if Smith Rowe's if Smith Rowe's fit, if if there's if it's just a little tiny knock and they're not worried about it, and you know he's full training, if it's a hundred percent fitness, then it's yeah. Smith Rowe because you don't just stick yeah. Odegaard on straight away. Um, yeah, no, I this just is to you know like opinion. ten years ago you'd buy a Nelka and start him for Bolton the next day. Yeah, and but the tactics have changed for you ease people when it in now. Them in, yeah, I'm not okay. sure if that's better or worse because it seemed like you'd get someone like a Nelka in at Man City or Bolton. You know, back in the day where he was switching Premier League clubs yeah. every week. Um, and he'd just start the weekend and he'd score. So it didn't feel like it did a massive load of difference then. But maybe it is now and we've just figured it out. And yeah, I, I agree. Um, one more one more question from me. Um, and it's a bit of a big one because obviously we got Man United uh, on Saturday. I think, yeah, Saturday, like half five-ish. Um, what's, your, what's your first 11 uh, for Man, the Man United game? Do you think that... Um, you'd stick with the same team that's won 3-1 or do you think you'd make changes? Well, if Tierney's back, Tierney starts. Sorry, Cedric, I'm really happy yeah. with you, but I just think we get Tierney in. Assuming, so let's, let's assumption assume, that yeah. they're fit. If they're not fit, then... Yeah, yeah, let's know, assume, just quickly, let's assume Tierney and Aubameyang are, are ready to play. Are ready to play. Uh, what's, 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 what's your first eleven? I don't think you can ever justify dropping your captain that scored two goals in his last game, even if we're going to say yeah. that he's not on a good run of form. So Alba starts at left. Hopefully Saka can play right wing. Um... Yeah, I would say we still play Smithrow if he's fit. If not, then maybe Odegaard starts. I th- I'm not sure if you can even start him yeah. if he is fit and Smithrow isn't. I don't know how That's, it works with this easing. Assuming in they're all fit, though. Okay, then you start yeah. Smithrow. Um, even if Odegaard is the more complete player now, I think you start Smithrow. Mm-hmm. Lacquer up front, Xhaka yeah. and Party in the middle again. Um, Holding and Gabriel, assuming he's fit. Yeah. Um, in on the right again. And Tierney on the left, and then obviously Leno in goal. Yes, you'd stick with uh, Bellerin at right back. Yeah, because Maitland Niles hasn't played enough football, and we've seen that he can be oh, rusty. Discussing Maitland Niles, um, I was thinking Cedric um, instead of Bellerin. Not my. I'm just wondering if you would. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying I, that I would, but I'm just wondering if you. Would. It's it's. I don't think that Bellerin's played particularly well. But I think that he's the consistent right back and there's some chemistry there, even if he does cut in rather than go out wide now. But I, I trust the process, so I think he keeps his spot. I think it's it's too much to get him out of the squad and I think that Cedric is fine as a squad player. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm going to go through my first 11 quickly. Cool. Mine's going to be a little bit controversial. Ooh, Martinelli <laughs> right, so... up front. No, 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 I'm not actually. Um, so... I'm going to go Leno in goal. Um, oh, controversial. Not Matt yeah, Ryan. So, what are you saying? Yeah, Valencia legend. Crazy. Um, I'm, I'm not... I'm. This is one of my, the hardest choices for me because I'm probably just going Bellerin. But I feel like I wouldn't be mad if he chose uh, Cedric there. Yeah, I'm not mad either. Um, I kind of feel like Bellerin and 
Cedric are very close now. I think the momentum shifted a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And I think that it earlier in the season, if you'd have said to most Arsenal fans, who do you want at right back? 90% of them would have said Bellerin. I feel like you get more of a 50, 50, 60, 40 now. Yeah. Like um, I said, when you asked me to make my call, it yeah. wasn't like massive clear cut. It was like, I'm not too mad about it either, but I would still just for con- continuity I think, start Bellerin. I think I'd go Bellerin purely for the fact that he's got a bit more big game experience, um, especially for Arsenal. Um, and he's at a the vice Emirates captain against Man as United. well. Yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's a big, uh, big player in the dressing room. So I'd go Leno Bellerin. Um, I'd be I'd be willing to give uh, Gabriel the benefit of the doubt um, to come back in. I know he scored an own goal um, in his last game, and Luis did have, a, in my opinion, a good game today. Um, but I'd still start Gabriel because I think he would deal with. Uh, I'd assume Cavani's probably going to start up front for Man United, and I think we need a physical presence yeah. against uh, Cavani. So I'd go for Gabriel for that. Um, Holding keeps his place for me. I think Holding had a really good game. Absolutely. Left back Tierney, obviously, if he's fit. If not, I think. There's no harm in sight and Cedric there because I'd rather see that than Maitland-Niles personally. Um, I think with, you know, I, in general, I'd probably prefer Sabios, but I think appreciating Xhaka's um, game today, I'd I'd give him the nod um, just because he's more fit. Sabios uh, has been out for a few weeks. Um, I'd go for Xhaka and Party again, uh, same as you. Um, and I'd, I'd keep with uh, Smith-Rowe as well, um, mm-hmm. as long as he's 100% fit. Otherwise, obviously, I think um, Odegaard probably can slot in, but then it depends how fit he is. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, he hasn't you know, played a lot of games to, at all. Then you'd have to, you know, potentially shuffle it around and either start William or Saka there. But let's, you know, for argument's sake, let's say Smith Rowe's fit. I'd play Smith Rowe. Um, I'm gonna go for. This is where the controversy starts. <laughs> I'm gonna go for um, Pepe on the left again. No, um, Alba, even though he just got two no, goals. No, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll let you know why. Okay, so I'm going to go Pepe on Pepe on the left again for this game. I feel like he's got a goal. His confidence might be up. Um, he, he, he scored. He scored a goal against Man United at the Emirates before. I think you know. I think he could cause some problems, especially how tricky and pacey he is against um, Man United defenders, um, especially Lindelof and Maguire. Um, so I'd go Pepe on the left. Uh, I'd put Aubameyang down the middle, um, and for me, bench Lacazette. I know it's controversial, um, but this is you know, hey, it's it's opinions. And I'd bring as long as Aubameyang's fit and firing, I'd start Lacazette, uh, Lacazette, Aubameyang down the middle. Put Lacazette on the bench, definitely to be involved in the game. But Saka on the right. Saka on the right, obviously. That's that. That's my my first level. It's not that controversial. It's the it's the bench and Lacazette thing i i just you know if if, if a bamiang's having a, a shit hour or 60 minutes well like is it on early i don't care but i for me i i want pepe i want pepe to get start games man i, I want to know for sure that he's 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 either good enough or not good enough <laughs> you said controversially got me high at sub i was ready for the balligan starting you know, goal and matt ryan it's... at 10 <laughs> but at the same time like I, I could happily go for Martinelli at left left forward, but I just don't think he's fit enough. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's going at Wan Pazaka as well. I think Wan Pazaka is a brilliant defender. Yeah. Um, and you need someone fully fit to be, and someone who wants you know that wants to go at him. And I think, you know, whether Pepe is the right person to do that. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd stick with Pepe. He scored a goal. I think he had a lively game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd stick with him. Yeah. Fair enough. It's not too different in the lineups. 
Um, is that everything you want to talk about? I haven't got any other questions. Yeah, I, wanted I, haven't to bring any, I haven't got any talking points, to be fair. All right, then. Thank you very much if you managed to get through this far. That was North London's Most Read Episode 7. We'll be back after the Man U game to tell you about our latest victory because we don't lose on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, hope you, I hope you've enjoyed uh, and we'll see you at the weekend. Thank you very much. Bye. Peace.